Hello, uh, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Luke Who's Watching. Today, we're going to be talking about John Wick, starring Keanu Reeves as John Wick, or Jonathan, as somebody calls him. Uh, Michael Nevquist, is it? Is He's the, the token Russian sort of villain. Alfie Allen as the token Russian villain's uh, son. Willem... Defoe makes an appearance. Dean Winters. Oh, yeah, that's it. If you watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine, the vulture, the vulture's in it. Uh, Adrian Pellick, she plays like a, a lady. And, look, Ian McShane, Mr. Lovejoy himself is in this as well. If you've ever seen Lovejoy, which is like from, I don't know, the 90s or something. Anyway, he's in it. So, yeah. Anyway, so... Let's uh, let's get into it. Now, the first thing to talk about is my Blu-ray disc of this film. I put it in, and uh, it had trailers on it. It had trailers, which was, uh, yeah, interesting and unexpected. Anyway, so, um, look, we, we first see John, and he's hurt. Uh, he's in a vehicle, and he crashes it in, into the front of, like, a warehouse, and, like, Okay, um, and then the next sort of scene is we see him in his uh, house, swanky house, a bit posh, and we also find that his wife is also um, unfortunately recently deceased. So we go through a little bit of that. Oh, also when we see him at the start, he gets out, he crashes his car, he gets out of it, and he's like not well. He's injured, and he has his phone. It has a video on it of his wife him and his wife on there and he's like you know having a bit of a whatever i was a bit confused because i was about that i was like okay and then uh we go to the next bit which is you know he's at his swanky house we find out his wife's died i uh, have funeral willem defoe's at the funeral as well he's just there showing up now willem defoe here's the thing about willem defoe he the way he dresses he, he's like disheveled looking you know and he has a trench coat on Right, and he reminds me of like some washed-up FBI agent or something, some agent. And it, it got me thinking, you know, in Grand Theft Auto Five, Michael has his friend who's the FIB guy, and he's a bit like run down, you know. He's been doing it for a while, and he's just sort of like out of it. And then he's got there's that other guy who's like the hip, you know, young dude, and there's the old guard. Like, Willem Dafoe is like the washed-up old best friend sort of thing. That was like, is this guy, he, he looks like a, you know, or he's like a grisly old detective or something, you know. Anyway, uh, cool. And also, I made a note of that it is very grey, very dark, you know, Keanu's wearing black all the time, and just the tones and the colours of the film, it's very dark, and black and greys and that sort of stuff. Oh yeah, also, right, so we have the funeral, you know, it's every, there's a little, like, little bit of a, uh, a wake, or whatever you'd want to call it, or what do they call them, anyway, that sort of, you know, happens, and it's at night, and... There's a doorbell, John goes to it, and there's a delivery person there delivers him something in a cage. For starters, why are they delivering at whatever time? It was like, it's evening. What are you doing delivering, making deliveries at that time? My goodness. Anyway, also discovered Keanu Reeves left-handed because he had to, has to sign 
for this thing, left-handed is. Anyway, so he gets a dog, he gets a little pup, and he has a, has a note there, which I was also slightly confused about because he was reading, like, you know, reading it, but, you know, it's his wife's voice. And I was like, "How how's this happened? But it is sort of, um, what's the word, dis- dis- revealed, excuse me, that she wasn't well. So she's obviously set it up, made a setup that, you know, when she dies and the day of my funeral, this dog's going to turn up with a note I've written. So it's all very emotional. John gets his dog. Lovely. So, you know, it's him and the dog having, figuring each other out. Or he's like, learns that the dog has to go outside and whatever it is, you know, good, good times with dog. Then he, he gets, um... Gets into his car. He has a, a Ford Mustang, sixty nine, as he says. And uh, you know, we we see him. There's a, there's a scene. He's there, and he's getting fuel in his car. And sort of the main goons of the film. There's the first sort of introduction to them. Russians, of course, hilarious. And um, so he's there. Filling up his car and the main goons like, oh yeah, nice car, blah, you know how much for it? And he's like, it's not for sale, mate. Whatever, drives off. Did he prepay for his fuel? Like he's just filled his car up and he's pissed off. Like what's what's to go with that? That was that was a thought. Anyway, so then there's a bit there. He's just hooning around in his car because reasons on an airport strip. Because why not? Anyway, so then uh, evening happens. He's in bed, gets woken up. Goons are in his house. The goons we saw earlier in his house, and um, they nick his car, uh, and also murder the dog. Now, I was thinking about this just before I started recording. Now, the uh, I got like they've written the story right, and they're like, okay, so this is like a revenge film, right? how can we get him into the re- revenge mode? And somebody's like, okay, so we can have this car, like, which is okay. I wouldn't necessarily say it's particularly desirable. It's not like a Plymouth Roadrunner. Okay. And then, like, right, so the goons come take his car and then they, they need to do something else. And, like, well, his wife's already died. Okay, it's like, oh, okay, so we can have a little pup and they can, you know, get rid of that. Which, like... The dog's not really doing much, and it's not really making much noise. It's not like, you know, in, um, what's that movie? American Gangster, I think it is, yeah, where um, they're at, uh, what's his name? Denzel Washington, he buys that swanky joint for his mother, and the cops, the bent cops turn up, and he's got those two dogs in that cage who just go on burko, and the other cop comes over and gets rid of them because... They lift up the dog kennel. There's all this cash under there, like you get that sort of kind of necessary. Like you can understand that where they're like, "Oh, get rid of that dog!" It's just going like, rah, rah. "I mean, just take like just take it outside." They must have been in the ride room, and they're going. So we need to do something here uh, to send Reevesy off the edge. And they're like, mm, "Let's get he can have a dog for like two days. We're going to get rid of the dog." Okay. Um, and the dog's, like, not doing anything. Anyway, so what if the goons take the car? And then the goons take the car to a chop shop, and there's a guy there, the chop shop guy, and he's like, where'd you get this car from? And, um, and, 
the guy's like, you know, doesn't matter, you you know. And then he said, well, so you got and, um anyway, so he tells him to, you know, piss off. And it's all a bit sort of, there's a bit happening in this bit because Reeves, he turns up at the chop shop to talk to the guy, body shop, whatever you want to call it, because the guy at the body shop knows it's his car. And, and the guy says the car was here and he's like telling the story. It's like, there's like a flashback thing uh, of him telling the goons to leave. And then he thumps one of the goons for main, well, for dep, deputy, the main goon's kid. We haven't seen the main goon yet, but like deputy goon, maybe third wheel goon. The vulture's probably deputy goon. There's a, there's a spoiler. Um, so that's cool. And so the main goon, we, we see the main goon. He's like, call, we see a guy calling the chop shop dude saying, why'd you strike my son? And he's like, well, he stole John Wick's car. And killed his dog. Now, we don't really know the ethos of John Wick. Why John Wick's such a big deal. You know, they're building it up. They're building it up. Anyway, so that's fine. John goes and sees the chop shop guy. They have a conversation like, the car's on here. So-and-so's got it. Okay. Then we see the main goon and the vulture are in like an office or whatever. Anyway, the goon kid comes in. He's like a rat, right? That was my thought. It's like, this guy's like a rat or something. So the main goon, you know, he's like, oh, I've, what are you doing? You know, you've, you're an idiot. They, you know, you're off your tits doing, you know, I don't care you stole a car, but it's who you stole it from sort of thing. Like, great parenting right there. Anyway, and then we see there's like a bit of a montage. You know, John's getting kitted up. Um, he's... Um, you know, getting kitted up, uh, having a shower, getting his getting his suit on. Then things things kick off. Things kick off. So there's a group of um, I'm going to use the word goon an awful lot in this, but you know the main goon has his goons go to John's house to get rid of John, and doesn't pay off because you know. John Wick's got the moves. Something I found interesting in this first sort of action scene of is John Wick, he's just taking, Keanu's just, Reeves, he's just taking guys down. One thing I found interesting is I'd say Keanu's house is, is very sort of minimalist of sorts. Like there's not a lot of furniture and things. I found that interesting because typically you're watching an action scene, people are doing a bit of hand-to-hand combat or whatever. You know, they're going through like everybody seems to have a glass table, right, that they go through. Or they go through a window or there's like, you know, a Picasso on the wall they end up in. That doesn't really happen. So there's like not really a lot of destruction actually happens, um, which I thought was interesting. Anyway, so the home invasion goes on. A cop turns up, has a talk. This I thought was absolutely bizarre. There's a cop turns up and says to... Uh, John, like everything okay? There's been a noise complaint, blah blah blah, and he's like, "Yeah, that's that's fine." And he turns around, there's like a, a body on the, on the ground. The cop must know that John used to be like an assassin, but he's like, he's just he's so he's too blasé about it. He's like, "Okay, righto," and then he leaves, and you're like, "So you're not gonna not gonna say like you're not gonna try and." Um, 
what's the word I'm after, like implement some sort of team up to help John or anything. He's like, nah, he's like, okay, righto, cool. And then he leaves. And then some dude turns up, what's his name, Charlie, uh, turns up with his squad and they just, they clean the house, get rid of, take the bodies away. And um, John gives him like a gold jeton, you know, gives him a gold coin pretty much it's like the ones that are wrapped in uh you have a chocolate wrapped in gold it's like that except more classy so like a bit happens and i thought okay things are kicking off and then it slows up a bit i would say anyway what charlie comes and um cool and then we see the main goon having a chat with willem defoe says well you're john wicks mate um can you get rid of him? $2 million contract on him. And Willem Dafoe's like, cool. I love Willem Dafoe. He's there. He's making like uh, fruit, uh, fruit, vegetable juice, which is interesting. And then, you know, he gets a ding dong at the door and it's the main goon there. And they, they have a conversation about that. And then sort of John turns up. How does he even get there? Because he doesn't have a car. Oh, yeah, right, that's right. Old mate from the uh, chop shop gives him a Chevelle to turn around in, which is okay. And then, anyway, so John turns up at a hotel. What do they call it? The, it's not the Clarion. Whatever it's called. The Carlton, maybe. Anyway, but it's in New York City. And to me, it looks like it's the Flatiron Building, if anybody's familiar with the Flatiron Building, which is like the Triangle sort of wedged shaped building it's called flat iron um it looks like that i'm going to assume it is so flat iron building is a hotel he goes in and there's a reception guy there who must he must be a robot because he's always on reception he's always on reception so it's the same guy i mean i like the continuity but you think about it you're like okay so he's here during the day he's here during the night he's here during all hours does this guy ever get a day off Unless he's the manager, like maybe he owns the building and he's too tight to like hire other staff. So he's like, I just got to be on the desk indefinitely. Maybe he like sleeps in between desk duties. I have no idea. Anyway, so we see a Willem Dafoe. He's just there scouting John out. He's like, righto, John boy's turned up. Cool. John gets a room. Whatever else happens. Then um, a little bit later, he goes downstairs through, does he go through the kitchen? He might go through the kitchen, through the laundry area, and he goes to his door and he puts one of his gold, I'm going to call it a jeton. That's like French for token or whatever, I think. Anyway, jeton sounds fun to say. He puts his gold coin in it. There we go. I've just said jeton's fun to say and I've immediately not said it. So he puts his gold coin in the machine in the machine, in the door, a little flap thing opens on the door, so-and-so can see who it is, he, he lets him in, and it's like, it's a party, it's like a nightclub in there, and he's there flitting around, because he's John Wick, and he's there, you know, thumb, you know, he's not really thumbsing up, but, you know, whatever, now he goes and sits down with a guy, who's, what's his name, I can't even remember what his name is, it's uh, William Willis Winston, Winston, he goes and sees old Winston, now, my initial thought was, Winston, I thought, was the guy from Where Eagles Dare. If you've ever seen that, you know, you've got Clint Eastwood and the other dude, I can't remember what his name is, and you think he's dodgy and he's going to stitch up Clint Eastwood, but it turns out he's not dodgy, and, you know, they escape and burn burn the, the, 
a Nazi castle down. I thought it was that guy, but no, it's not. That's that's Ian McShane. Wait, the guy in this film is Ian McShane from uh, Lovejoy, if you're familiar with that. But um, yeah, I thought it was the guy from Where Eagles Dare. <laughs> and anyway, so we're having a conversation because John's like, so this goon, give me some goss on him. Give me a bit of goss. And um, he's like... Oh, I don't think he sort of, like he gives him information, a bit of, bit of some stuff throughout the film, but he's like, oh, so I can't tell you that this guy's doing this. Like at the end, um, he's like, I can't tell you that this guy's doing this or whatever, you know. Anyway, he asks where the kid is. Yeah, he's like, where's the son? Or uh, no, he said he wants a meeting with the goon. Anyway, whatever happens, they have a conversation. Oh, also, we see, we meet, what's the name? Some bird. What's the name? Jenkins, is that what it is? It's like a generic, boring sort of name. Uh, Perkins, I was close-ish. That's like, it's like, it's an inspiring name. Anyway, cool. So, yeah, and he goes and he has a drink and, you know, he finds out where he needs to go. So he goes to, like, another club. Okay. And he's there at this other place and he, there's, like, a side entrance, and he's there, and he gets in because he says to there's a, there's a security goon. And he's like, "What's going on, Jim, or whatever his name is?" He's like, can you, you know, how about you go home? And he's like, "Okay." So John Wick just walks in, and now it is established that the the Rat Child is at this club with his goon mates. Right, they're there doing whatever they're doing. They're in a pool or like a bath or whatever, and there's girls there and whatever else. It actually looks like a pretty crappy place. I don't think I'd want to go there, if I'm honest. It's not really, like, that exciting. Like, I might say it's not exciting, but it just it looks... It's all very dark and such. So I reckon if you go there during the day, or when it's not open and you've got regular lights on, the place has probably got cum stains up the wall and slobber and... Like, I reckon it'd just be dirty. Anyway... Um, <laughs> so John's like flitting around this various place. It's established that there's multiple levels and there's multiple goons on the lookout on the various levels. Anyway, so John, he's flitting around and he's doing some stealth kills, you know, getting rid of the lookouts and whatever else. And then a shootout and foot chase sort of emerge because he, he finds the, the rat goon, the rat child, goes to pursue him and, you know, the goon kid gets away. The goon kid gets away, uh, which is okay. Then John gets, um, you know, he sort of gets hit. He he has a, we do see before he turns up there, sort of kidding up again. He puts a vest on, so he gets shot at. And he's, he's, he's wounded, but he, he just walks out the front door and escapes. Anyway, so he gets, goes back to the hotel. Old mate still on reception. He's like, you got a doctor? Yep, so he sees the doctor, have a bit of a conversation. Then he's there relaxing. The doctor leaves. Willem Dafoe could have ended the movie right here. There's at least two, yeah, two opportunities Willem Dafoe could have ended this film. And he didn't do it. So this is probably a prime example. So Willem Dafoe, he could have ended the film right here. So he's like across the road. And he has his gun, he's got his scope on it, and he's looking through um, the the window. John's bed's right there, John's on it, relaxing. 
So Defoe could have ended this movie at this point, but he didn't because he's Willem Defoe. And he needs to be in the film for longer because they need like a third character to exist, I guess. Yeah, a third-ish, fourth sort of, they need like another goon, another person in the film. Anyway, so Perkins comes in because um, the main goon guy, the main Russian goon, finds out that John is staying at this place and there's a rule right at this joint where you can't do any of your assassinating sort of stuff whilst you're staying there. However, the goon, the Russian goon's like, well, we'll double the money, $4 million, if somebody wants to break the rule. Anyway, so old Perkins, she wants to do it. Anyway, so she comes in to try and kill John. They have a fight. Um, whatever else. Oh, yeah, so Willem Dafoe sees she's coming in. Shoots John's pillow right right next to his head. John wakes up, or well, he's not really asleep. He's relaxing. Rolls off his bed, and then him and uh, what's the name? What's the name? Perkins have a have a bit of a fight, sort of whatever you want to call it, hand to hand combat. Bit of damage happens. Um, then uh, yeah, sort of. John leaves, and he leaves Perkins with a guy who has those garter things to keep your socks up on. And she ends up escaping, and she kills that guy anyway, breaking one of the rules, which will come back later on. But, uh, yeah, anyway, so he escapes. Defoe could have ended the film, but he didn't. So then what happens next? Wow. What is this? Oh, okay, so... um, Hmm. Oh, yeah, that says fight with Perkins on my thing. Flips. Oh, yeah, so John gets a gun, and he's like, I'll do you in, Perky. And she just flips. It's like she tells him things. And as it's discovered, there's like a bit of a secret hideout thing, which is at a church. So John goes to the church, and he just he just mows down people in it. He's just like, you know, they're all bad. He gets the, um, the man of the cloth, the reverend, Takes him down to like the lockup, and uh, he there's money there and various documents. What if he just sets on fire and pisses off? And then he gets outside. Then the main goon and the vulture turn up, and various other goons are there. There's a bit more of a shootout, and John gets caught, and he gets taken. And then there's the classic, you know, the goon, the Russian goon, and uh, John. They're having a conversation. He's like, "Oh yeah, you know." Oh, the dog, you know, he's, John, I don't really think he's like, fuck the car, right? He's like, your twerpy son killed my dog that was given to me. It was like a gift from my wife. And he's getting all emotional about it. You have, they have, they have one of those conversations about, you know, whatever. And then, so the main goon leaves and, um, The main goon leaves, and um, what's his name? Defoe, once again, could have killed John. But he doesn't, because there's two goons there with, um, what's his name? Wick, with Reevesy, and they start to sort of... um, well, you know, I suppose they're there to, to do him in. 
But uh, Defoe shoots one of them. Reeves, he pulls some moves, gets out of his, on a chair, gets off the chair and, like, gets rid of the other guy. You know, it's all action, it's all drama. He, he gets himself free. Then this next bit is cr- the, time, the scale of the time. I'm not sure what the time frame is here because Reeves, he gets out the front and there's a car driving off. And you're like, okay. And he gets around the other side, stops the car, and the main Russian goon's in the car. And I'm thinking, from when he left Reevesy, Defoe's shot the, the, the hired goon, Wicks got out of this. That's taken several minutes. We'll say like five, six, seven, eight minutes. And when Reevesy gets outside, like we'll say the time... The Russian goon, I'm going to call him Russian, wait, the time he leaves, right, to the time Reeves, he gets out to front to see him leave, his vehicle leaving, it's got to be like 10 minutes. What's he doing? What is he doing? How has it taken him that long? Like, he's not an old man. He can walk there. He can get outside, get in the car, get his driver to get him out of there. Like, what is that time? It's slow. What is going on? Oh, my goodness. Anyway, so Defoe, once again, in the space of like 20 minutes, he could have ended this movie twice, and he doesn't do it. So I'm like, okay, Defoe probably doesn't want Reevesy dead. He's double-crossing the other guy, so he doesn't double-cross Reevesy. It's like a triple-cross cancel-out, whatever. Anyway, so Reeves, he stops the car, gets the goon out, the main... I should, what is his name? It is Vigo. What, I like the name Goon better. Russian Goon sounds more exciting. Anyway, so Vigo out of the car and he's like... Reeves, he's like, call off the contract. Tell me where your rat son is. It's over, you know, it's... That's it. That's it. And so he flips and he tells him. He's like, okay, the the contract's cancelled and um, you can, you know, get out of there. You can get out of there. Anyway, tells him where the safe house is, the contract's cancelled. So Reeves, he goes to the safe house. Here's the, right, the safe house is like a, an abandoned warehouse, okay, probably somewhere downtown. It's like got to be for Bronx, you know. Think of that during the 70s or the 80s when it's just run down old crap buildings, right. Reevesy goes there, he's scoping the joint. Here's, here's. Right, I've just thought of another problem, but this is, I've got problems. So, there's goons on patrol, like there's a goon up on the roof, right? Not too conspicuous, that is, is it? If if you want this to be a safe house, surely you're going to want whoever who's there to be, you want it under wraps, right? You want it to be like inconspicuous that there's somebody there. And you've got old mate swanning about on the roof with a bloody gun, uh, it's not that conspicuous. And also, they've got the windows open. They've got, like, frost. Like, the windows are, like, frosted or they're sort of old, dirty. Excuse me, crap, so you can't really see in. But they're there. Sw- like, the windows are open. Why? Like, this is the worst. This is the most ill-thought-out safe house concept 
ever. It is ridiculous. Now, one of the rat kid goon mates is playing, I don't know, something, Call of Duty. It's probably Killzone, actually. Anyway, he's playing his game. He has headphones on, though. Okay, that's important to take note of. He has headphones on. And the rat goon mate's like, stop, stop, just turn the game off. Because I assume he's hearing gunshots, okay, because John's getting rid of the various goons, the patrol goons. However, if the goons, if the goon mate has headphones on playing his game, then the rat goon kid can't hear what's happening in the game. So the gunshots and stuff he's hearing is what Reeves is doing. Like, if, you know, if you've, if you've watched this film, just think about that for a moment. Think about that concept. The guy's playing, whatever he's playing on the, you know, whatever console, and he has headphones on. So it is safe, surely, to assume whatever he is listening to is the game. And then the ratty goon son, I, you know, it's sort of implied he's hearing whatever's happening on the game. But he can't be, surely, because the guy playing the game's got headphones on, which you would think he is listening to the game. If not, if he's listening to music right, mute your TV, okay? Take your headphones off. Have your speaker there with your songs, your music going on it or something. Anyway, whatever. Reevesy kills everybody... He blows up cars, the rat goon kid's dead, the film's over. No, it's not. You would think it would be, but it's not. More stuff happens. It's like probably another half an hour of just crap, really. Um, you can probably tell I'm not that excite- excited about this film. Like, it's okay. It's brainless action, I guess is probably the best way to describe it. If you want to, if you're, if it's like Friday night, you've had a tough week, you want to get on the beers, put this movie on. If it's Saturday night, you've been doing, you've been, you've been building a shed, like a pole shed, because you need to get all your mother's stuff out of your house and into some sort of storage, and you just cooked, get on the beers and pizza and put this movie on. Anyway, so the movie's over? No, it's not. So we see Defoe... Actually, right. John goes back to the hotel. He checks out. Old mate's still at the the counter. And he's like, there's a gift for you from management or whatever. He says, sir, because of, you know, drama in your room last night. Because old Perkins came in and uh, muffed, muffed the place up. So John's outside, and he's got a new car there, and it's a Charger, Dodge Charger. I don't even think it's got a Hammy in it. I don't think it's even an SRT8. Like, it's got no badges. Well, they probably can't have any badges on the car. Well, actually, I I was about to say, they probably can't have any badges on the vehicle because of, like, a licensing thing. But the goons get around in a Benz, Mercedes, and also this, I'm not happy about this, but they have, of course, the classic Goon SUV, which is a piece of arse gravy, Chevy, like Suburban or something. 
or was it a Tahoe? I don't know. It's a Chevy. It's got the big Chev badge on it. Like, do you reckon they've gone down to the local dealer and they've gone, yeah, so we need some fleet vehicles, right? And they're like, okay, you can have black Suburbans. Get something with a bit of class. If you're like some sort of mafia don mega goon, you're not going to be driving around in a POV pack Chevy, surely. So the car, the and also the Mustang has to, it has well Mustangs don't really have any much branding on them, but it had the three bars and the and the little little horse in the front end of it. Um, we do see him put fuel in the car. I don't think we see the fuel cap, but it might have had GT on it. I don't know. So anyway, so yeah, he got he's got his Charger sedan. He's upgraded of sorts. Anyway, so he's driving around. He gets a call. And it's um, the main goon, Dritt Defoe's house. And I've got... <laughs> yeah, I've got here, Defoe looks like an FBI agent. <laughs> he does. He absolutely does. Um, mm. Anyway, so... Oh, well, actually, John and, and Defoe, they do have a bit of a meeting and a bit of a chat. Um, you know, just to be like, you know, whatever. Anyway, so Defoe goes... Defoe um, then, you know, gets into his house. The main goon's there, Russian goon, and uh, Perkins, she turns up too. Anyway, so basically Defoe dies. Defoe gets killed because the main goon's like, well, you know, you've you've stitched me up like a kipper. Um, and then Defoe's like, well, you cancelled the contract, you know, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so he's like, oh, you've double-crossed me, you know, you scoundrel. But he was like doing a double-cross. Is that like a double-cross-uncross? Or I suppose Defoe taking the contract on Wick is like a oh is that a betrayal? I guess it's a, that's like a betrayal, right? And then I guess agreeing to do the contract and agreeing with old mate about it, and then not and then being able to like kill him at least twice is like a double cross, I guess you could say. So it's like betrayal. Slash double cross situation. Anyway, so Willem Dafoe, he's dead. Movie over? No, it's not. Um, and anyway, so we see Perkins as well. Um, what's his name? Winston turns up. Oh, sorry, Perkins gets a call. She goes somewhere. And we see uh, Winston there. And he's like, so you um, you broke the rule of one of the hotels called Carlton. It's like the Carlton or something. You know, um so actually, she did. Even though she didn't kill John in the hotel, she did kill the guy with the um, garter socks. So yeah, unfortunately. So anyway, so she gets out of the picture. Oh Jenkins, what are not today? Perkins. The film's over. No, it's not. It, this film could have ended several times by now, but it just continues. It's like they, it's like they were sitting there, like, so how long do we want this movie to go for? It goes for an hour and forty minutes. Okay, so what's that? One hundred and ten minutes. I reckon they got it to like eighty, and uh, sort of thought we just we just need to we need to stretch it. We need to stretch it a bit more. Mm. Um, yeah. Anyway, so Perkins she broke the rules of a hotel. Whatever else. So, so then what happens? Oh, John gets a call and, oh, he gets a call about, 
Willem Dafoe from the main Russian goon saying, you know, he double-crossed us, whatever. And then he gets a call from, um, what's his name, Winston. I wanted to say, oh, mate, from where Eagle's there, but he gets a call from Winston. And he's like, oh, I can't, I know, you know, I can't tell you, but I he's, he's like, I can't tell you that there is a certain helicopter leaving from a certain place um, and a certain somebody's going to be on it. Anyway, so John's in his vehicle, Hoon's to wherever. It looks like it's a dock area. And once again, the, the classic Chevy Suburban or whatever it is, it's there. He rams one off into like a dry dock area. So that's 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 fine. Old mate, the vulture, he's having a complete meltdown. He's like, anybody got a gun? Whoa! And then the, the main Russian goon, he must be half cut because he's just laying back, you know, cigarette in his gob, having a great time in the back of the, the uh, suburban. Anyway, so there's a bit of a showdown. John gets rid of the various goons. The vulture, he runs him over or whatever. Yeah, he does. And then the old, the old prick gets into the... Um, the driver's seat, the main of the old, the main Russian goon, and T-bones John's car. John gets out of the car before it goes it, itself gets pushed into the dry dock, and it starts to rain as well from like nowhere. It's raining, but there's a scene where just not long after the rain starts, John still looks like Reevesy. He still looks dry, and that is because Reevesy is so cool. He's so hot. He's such a smooth operator. He can't get wet. No, he can't get wet. Anyway, so Reevesy and the old goon, they have a they have a bit of a fight out. You know, it's hand-to-hand combat because the guy's like, no guns, John, no bullets. And they're like, whoa, you know, having a wrestle. Um, then what happens? Oh, yeah, so then the old, he gets his knife out. This is the old goon. Gets a knife out. Switchblade. And... John's he John sort of lets Reevesy lets him like stab him and then he then pulls some move and stabs the guy in the shoulder. So they're both laying down, you know, on death's doors. Anyway, so the main Russian goon's dead. Movie over? No, it's not. Then we cut to the scene, which we saw at the start of the film where um, Reevesy is laying on the ground beside the vehicle. He must have obviously got into the suburban and he's driven off. It's dry, Also, it's not raining as well. It's not raining. And look, it's got to be the same sort of dock area, same general sort of area. Surely that's where they are. That's fine. He goes into this warehouse of this building that he has um, crashed in front of. Goes in there. And there's a heap of animals, like there's cages and there's dogs in them and there's like uh, supplies, medical supplies and whatever else. So he does a bit of, he administers a bit of um, first aid, if I could use that terminology, on himself. And there's a dog there. He gets a lead from somewhere as well and there's a dog and he takes a dog with him as well. Now, a couple of things. What is this building where these dogs are? Are they like doing tests? Are they testing cosmetics on them? Is this is it like a pound? Is it just a vet service? But if it's like a vet, why is it down the docks? Is it quarantine? Is it like a quarantine thing? And I've got written here my last thing. 
I've got written down here in my notes is, does he steal someone's dog? Does Reevesy steal someone's dog? Anyway, so we see Reevesy and his dog walking off. Film, it ends. The film's over. So, does John steal somebody's dog? Possibly. These are the, these are the questions I have about this film. Okay. Does John steal somebody's dog? Possibly. Um, the main, why is there only one receptionist at this hotel? Oh, yeah, and also the hotel has purple carpet, at least in the hallway, which is wild. Um, interesting that there's, like, no alternate, like, love interest or anything like that. Um, but there's just wild um, shots. Lack of police turning up for any reason as well. Defoe, why is he like look like a washed up old detective or a bureau agent? But anyway, yeah. So that's pretty much all I've got to say. That's John Wick. Um, mm, it's a film. Um, I've given it three out of five. Three out of five toilet rolls. That may be generous, probably. But then I feel like two and a half might be a bit too harsh because. Like, I'm just looking here at my um, list of things to come up. And actually, to be fair, um, well, there's not really any films that I would probably rate lower. At least that I've got coming up. Anyway, so yeah, that's John Wick, three stars. No, it's not. Three toilet rolls. Um <laughs> Everybody, hope you enjoyed. Hope you enjoyed this one. Um, if you did, uh, you know, give it a like and all that jazz. And I will see you uh, next month with the next film, which is going to be a little bit of a teaser. It's going to be a uh, uh, no, it's not. I was going to say it's going to be a Jim Cameron special, but it's not. It's going to be like a parody of a parody film of like a, a, a very major uh, film series. Anyway, everybody, hope you. I have enjoyed, and I will catch you next time. Bye.